1: It's time to go one-on-one with DP.
2: Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson, presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com.
1: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for joining, spending time on a Wednesday afternoon. We are live from Tanner's. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. You guys know the routine. 402 464 5685. You can call in to the Honda Lincoln hotline or you can text in to the Starter Heyman text line. You can follow us on the Starter Heyman live video stream. Check it out. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch can do that. Uh, I want to thank the folks from Beatrice Bakery for making additional smiles. And I want to give credit because I know Tom and Bach gave away. Uh, Some smiles during their show and make folks smile. Just to make the day a little bit better, um, we brought some of the Beatrice Bakery goodies down here to Tanner's, and the staff here is smiling because they are enjoying themselves. So we gave them, uh, let's see, uh, the strawberry daiquiri cake, uh, the key lemon, key lime pie, uh, key lime cake, sorry, Uh, and then... Uh, the pina colada cake. So the staff here, they, they cut it up. They smiled. Um, we'll get them to take a picture. They're, they're happy with tummy. Tummy's full, uh, based on that. So well done. Uh, again, you know, the routine at Tanner's today, we have a Dean Steinkohler signed Jersey that we will raffle off sometime in the next three hours. So, uh, you have until a little before six to get here and get your name in the box it uh, doesn't cost you anything, but you might as well come and hang out. And depending on the turnout. Now, again, it just, it's based on the numbers. If you guys show up here in large numbers, I may or may not be able to add another jersey to it. Just because you're showing up in large numbers. So you have time. You have time to get here. You have time to get registered. Doesn't cost you anything. A um, couple of things to go through uh, with today's news. Of course, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, is the story in the NFL, tested positive for COVID-19, will miss the big matchup against Kansas City, uh, and it's a missed opportunity, like this is a missed opportunity, because uh, this was one that folks were looking forward to, and that matchup between Mahomes and Rogers won't happen this week, don't know who's to say whether it happens down the road, but um, again, uh, we know the story, we know the, the, the space that folks are working in, so No need to go there. I'm also on a big week here in in Lincoln to understand uh, the pace and energy of what's happening. Lots of things uh, to question and a lot of things that we'll have more answers for. The coaching situation, uh, wow. You know, it's all over the place. Um, Mailman Dan, the raffle tickets are free. We're literally giving it away. You just have to come come and register, put your name in the box, and we'll draw one name out of the box. That's how that works here at Tanner's. That's what we do when we do these remotes. It just doesn't cost you anything. Just come sign up, put your name, uh, your name in the box. And if we if you're here at six o'clock and we draw it, it's yours. Makes a great gift. Look should look really good on your on your on your wall. Get it framed put up. Eh, it might be a great gift for somebody. Um, spend some time in the morning going through uh, Ohio State film, and it's all the boxes that you need to check for Ohio State. Right? That that the things that they do well, but they have weaknesses and they have flaws as well. Now, are we willing to take advantage of it? Is the question. Uh, things that Nebraska does well actually create problems for Ohio State. We'll get into that. Um, Sean Callahan from Husker Online will join me shortly, and we'll talk, I want to save some of this conversation for him uh, to ask his opinion on some of this stuff. So, um, again, we'll thirtieth in Yankee Hill. Uh, we'll be here till six o'clock for chances to win twenty-five dollars on the Tanner's gift card. Just go to Tanner's Facebook page, find the post that is promoting the giveaway, and guess how many points Nebraska will score against Ohio State. You can text me that stuff. Let me see what what. What do you guys think uh, Nebraska is going to score this week against Ohio State? Tag a friend in the post for who you'd spend the gift card with. Day specials. I think the Book of Mania for 8 99 Half pound burger with fries. Uh, $5 for the 20 ounce Blue Moon drafts. And again, remember that we will also be here for the post game show Saturday, 90 minutes uh, after each Huskers game conclusion for the rest of the season. Uh, it, it's good stuff. Let's bring them in. Uh, Great resource for everything that we need to talk about. So, let's bring in Sean Callahan for Husker Online. Sean, how you doing, brother? See, so you got a nice plate of wings there, DP. Nice. 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 Char buff? Char buff. This was, um, and I have to uh, give them a shout-out. Whoever's cooking in the back today, this is the best set of wings I've ever they had. charred them up. Yeah. These, this is the best set I've ever had. So, bravo. Bravo. Well done. I, I had never had them that way in the day when I usually I get them and take them home, but Got them hot, well seasoned. Bravo, bravo! Excellent wings here. Yeah, man. Yeah. So how you feel? It's 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 Oof. a yeah yeah. Lots going on.
2: You know, it's obviously been an interesting week. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Unpredictable week. Um, I, I and I, I told Jake and Sip this morning. Uh, I go. I think what's frustrating about this season is. There's a point where you just want predictable, where you're like, you know what, Nebraska's playing Purdue, Nebraska's got better players than Purdue, they're at home, they're coming off a bye, let's go out and execute a clean game and win and and feel really good about what we're watching, and obviously that didn't happen Saturday, and it didn't happen against Minnesota, it didn't happen against Illinois. Those are the games where you want a predictable Saturday, and unfortunately it hasn't happened.
1: Sean, do we know now who, who this team is? Uh,
2: I mean, I think they, they're a team that's got some material on defense, but they, 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 they lack getting to the quarterback at times um, with a four-man rush. I think they're a team that is boom or bust. I mean, the craziest stat of that game last week was Nebraska averaged 9.3 yards per snap on first down on 30 first down snaps. And they averaged 7.9 yards on their third down snaps. How does that happen?
1: And how do you not get second down right? Yeah, so
2: this, this has been—they were really good on first down in that game, uh, but really bad on second down. Whether it was penalties, negative plays, or whatever.
1: Sean, I—I I, I guess I should ask you about this. So, Matt Lubick said yesterday he was explaining some of that second down situation, and he said, "Well, you know, we got—we got it was second and one, and we thought we'd take a shot. You know, we thought we'd take a shot." And then he said some words that when, I've, when I hear them in coaching rooms, the top of my head almost pops off. Because he said, worst case scenario, it's third and one. And I went, oh, no, that's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is a false start, a holding penalty, a blown uh, pass pro, or a miss, miss, uh, poorly run route how can they simplify what they do? Because they've got got ammunition in the belt, right? That they simply could move the chains, reload, and redo what you just did.
2: Yeah, and I don't know why they just can't seem to be physical at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage on offense. You know, they've got accomplished recruits, athletes. Is it the scheme and how they're taught in those situations? I don't know, but – I mean, I think a lot of people are like, I wish Nebraska could get this line up there and say, I'm bigger and stronger than you. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to knock the crap out of you, and we're going to get two yards. And it just seems like it's so much more complicated than it needs to be. Like in Minnesota, you're first and goal at the one, and you can't go under center. And then they go under center this week, and they they, they got a first down. And on one. they fumbled the next one, so, I mean, just, we want predictable. Like, give us some predictability. With what we would expect football execution to look like, I think that is probably the biggest complaint I have is, you know, I went into that game Saturday thinking, all right, here we go. This is going to be a nice, you know, we're, this is going to be Nebraska. This is a team we think are going to be. It's beautiful weather, full house, 2.30 game, no 11 a.m. excuses. You know, you're going to take care of business coming off a of bye week. I'll tell you though, Martinez got hurt early in that game. Um, Matt Davison on the radio call noted he's like, Oh boy, he took a shot to the leg. And I don't know if that messed something up with him, um, but he just didn't obviously seem like himself in that game Saturday.
1: It, it it's funny you said that because I saw there was another play in the first quarter. Where he was on the sideline and a defender he was down on the ground, defender jumped on top of him and you could see Adrian's head bounce off the off the turf. And I thought, okay, that's one of those moments where, hey check your guy, check your guy. So to see that – and it happens several times a game. Look, we, nobody has to defend Adrian Martinez. You feel how you feel about him. But that young man has taken a beat. Oh, yeah, jaw, ankle. I mean, you name it. He's,
2: um, And Scott Frost has been, you know, open about these now. I mean, I think when those injuries first happened, they tried to keep some of it guarded. But, you know, I think he's been a little bit more transparent – Um, But then I think it leads to the question, why not Logan Smothers? And I think it tells you the gap between Martinez and Smothers is fairly significant, that a four-interception Martinez with a bad jaw and a bad ankle is still better than Logan Smothers.
1: But that – see, that's that's kind of where I I bang my head on the table. Mm -hmm. To tell me that you've had this young man for 18 months, you've had Smothers for 18 months at least, and to tell me that you can't get him to the place where he can maneuver you through a game, because remember you're you're almost pointing the arrow at him anyway by the workload you're giving Martinez and the beating he's taken. So you know that you have to get this young man ready. What's the delay? What's what's the problem?
2: Pressure in your job. I mean, I I think your coach, Coach Frost, like, you got to make this work. And I think they believe Adrian is the guy that can give them the best chance. But when Adrian can't run those, like, 30, 40-yard runs, he's just like any
1: other quarterback, but he
2: doesn't see the field and misses on deep
1: balls. So. But, but but this is – all of this. these are things that should have been adjusted, fixed, tweaked to the point where it works. You can't tell me that you – you have a quarterback that you haven't taught how to, how to read defenses, not to throw high across the middle, not to throw late across the middle, not to, to go single-hand with the ball in a stressful situation where there's chaos around you. What, what's going
2: on? Well, the checkdowns aren't there either. And, the, and when teams are dropping seven, you know, you have to check it down a lot. You can't – your read may not be there. And if you're max protecting with extra bodies to help cover up your O-line – That's less receivers going out, and they got seven people guarding those guys. Sometimes checking it down to Ramirez Johnson for five six yards is the smart play.
1: It's been it's it's there, and there are those fans that will complain that well, why are you taking taking the short game? Well, because one, it's the best way to protect Adrian Martinez. Two, it's the best way to not expose a leaky offensive line. Third, it's not. You're going to force receivers to run winnable routes short on the route tree, and then finally, yeah, give your runners a free ball out in space where they can break a tackle and make something happen. This isn't complicated, but it's been made complicated for you. Is there is there anything that you scream? What I want to know is what you scream out at the TV most often. <laughs> like, what do you what do you scream at? Like in your head? Like you're in the press box, you can't scream it out. But what's the thing in your head as you watch this team that you say is a simple thing that they could get right? Man, I mean, just watching
2: Martinez drop back in obvious passing situations, sometimes you just cringe when you see the pocket collapse so quickly and the tackles get beat off the edge. And you're just like, the play has no chance. Like, you can blame Adrian, but he holds the ball too long sometimes as well. But just – the dropbacks when he's getting back there, like there's just too many of these when they're only bringing four people that they're getting in and disrupting the play. And it's hard to, they need a running game. I mean, if you don't run the football, it's going to be really hard for this offense to work.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? That you, you get the the, the sort of connection to it where you understand the coach's thinking, you talk to the players. So you understand what, where, where their heads are. I'll ask you, from, from your perspective, how is this locker room? Is this locker room – are they together? Are they connected? Are they worried? Are they upset? Are they frustrated? What do you think it is? Well, I think guys are, are down and, and hurt. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't
2: be, um, but I haven't since quit. But these are the kinds of games where you fear it could come. You know, when you play Ohio State and if they jump up on you 21 nothing like they've done before – you know, that's, what you, that's when you really worry. Um, and that hasn't happened this season. Every loss, as we know, has been by eight or less points. Um, and it's not been like blowout 55 to 10 type deals. And, you know, you, you, you fear that's the next step. Can they avoid that? Can they play better against three ranked teams down the stretch? I mean, it's, it's hard to really, you know, have a read on that at this point because they have played well against ranked teams. They just haven't won those games. What really upsets you is they've played poorly against the teams that you would expect
1: them to beat. That's it's all remarkable. Like each thing, if you told me this thing existed, I would go, wow, like that's enough, but it's all of this stuff and it's continual and a, a constant circle. Right. I I am, (laughs) I try not to get frustrated, but I was listening to some conversations earlier and I thought it can't just be me, (laughs) right? Like I'm not going crazy, by thinking this offense needs a running game, so did we spend the week preparing Ohio st- for Ohio State and setting up a run game where you can keep their offense off the field for a greater amount of time than the 25 minutes they got, uh, the 35 minutes they were on the field last week.
2: Yeah, it's just such boomer bust. I mean, it's a one-yard gain or a 15-yard gain or 10-yard gain, like the way the running game works and that consistency. And you look at Purdue last week. They averaged on their running back plays 3.2 yards per carry, and you kind of sticker at that. But that's all they wanted to average. I mean, they were in second and seven, second and six, and then they pre-snap red Nebraska and said, all right, where's the soft spot? We're going to take six yards and get a first down.
1: But that's a thing that every team could do. Why doesn't Nebraska take what's given? Yeah, I don't know, because <laughs> um, <laughs> you think that there's more. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but more gets you beat.
2: No, I know, but I, I think you believe that you can get more, and, and that's that's the because Nebraska does have elite skill guys, and it just we, do they? Well, the Northwestern game. I mean, not, I don't know how you look at it now, but I still, you you can't deny that was the most yards Pat Fitzgerald's ever given up Mm -hmm. and the most points he's ever given up Mm -hmm. in his career. And you know, that, that was a snapshot of what this all could be. The problem is one out of 10 days, does not work?
1: Especially when you know that you only have 10 or 11 days to get this thing. Right. Yeah, Right. We're talking to Sean Callahan Husker online. It, if you went room by room where we thought they would end up before the season, is it fair to say that we have not, reach maximum maximum capacity in any of the groups that we've talked about, especially offensively?
2: I think tight ends have gotten there. I mean, okay. I, I think, you know, Austin Allen's the highest ranked tight end, I think, on pro football focus in the conference. Okay. Um, he's one guy I think you could really point to that's had a good year. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's been too many ups and downs. I mean, Torre looked like he was a all-Big Ten caliber guy, um,
1: and he's disappeared the last few weeks. See, that's another one. So that was another thing that, that was had in the conversation. Where Lubick said, well, we need to get him the ball more. Well, who's responsible for it? Like, you can't call plays where your best player is the third option so much that your best offensive player disappears from the game. I guess, the, from the game. like, why can't there just be
2: quick slants and hitch routes that happened like one, two, three, throw, one, two, three, throw. I mean, just get rid of the ball, go take the yards, go. I mean, why can't they do that? Why right. does everything have to be so developed, you know, and, and the guys get open, but it, it, it takes about a half hour for the play to develop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's are beautiful plays. against like, it's boredom when everyone's, when Martinez was able to sit back there and you can watch these long developing crossing routes and, you know, they, they, but, You're asking a lot of this online if the run game's not there to protect.
1: So, how many losses do they have to go through (laughs) before they choose substance over style? Like, how long does this thing go?
2: (sighs) Yeah, it's, you got to realize what your team is, I think, too, and, I go back to 2009 when Nebraska had – and this is this, – I wouldn't call Nebraska's defense an elite defense right now. I'd call it a good defense. In right. so 2009, they had an elite defense. Oh. And they said, you know what, we're going to change what we do to protect our defense and win games. And their offense struggled before that. And they, they started just running basic vanilla plays. And one, Sean Watson, the former coordinator, said, he goes, you know – kind of like what Jim uh, Tr- Jim Tressel would do at Ohio State. We're, we're, we're going to keep it simple and execute and win. And they won down the stretch. They didn't lose that whole final stretch of the year other than the Big 12 title game to Texas. And they just lined up under – they beat Oklahoma running the I formation the entire game.
1: Sean, is there enough urgency to win?
2: I guess my other question would be, do enough of these guys know how to win at this level? High school level winning is one thing, but knowing how to win at this level in this league when you're seeing elite NFL talent
1: and high-level coaches, it's tough. Is knowing how to win, is that a coach's task? Is that a program or a culture thing? Where does that thing come from
2: well the players um i think ultimately have to control that the culture within the locker room the coaches can set you up to get everything you need to win but the players still have to build that culture and 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 kind of build the team to win on the field um the coaches call the plays they think should work and the players need to execute them i mean that, so I, I think the players too are responsible to building that winning mindset and and executing when it matters and nebraska has struggled as we know to close out games to win games and that's the play i mean scott frost can't get out there and run the plays but he can get them better maybe prepared and practiced in those situations as well
1: that's the next question is if they need to execute have they been given the tools to execute i mean i don't know why they haven't i
2: mean. It's hard to say, though. I mean, It's such a hard question. I mean, I'm out of practice every day, no. so you, you don't really know um, kind of what they do, but I know they've tried to
1: change some things up in what they do. <laughs> it's, just, like, it's just mind-blowing to watch week to week and to listen to this fan base who's split. They're firmly split in this is not acceptable, and it's not acceptable, but I'm willing to ride with it. And I think that's – is that not a fair assessment of where you think this fan base is?
2: Well, th- this fan base has been through so many coaching changes um, since 2002, and I think you fear well, – when Scott Frost was hired, everyone's like, wow, Nebraska is so lucky that Scott Frost is a native son. He could have gone to Florida. He could have gone to Tennessee. Maybe he could have waited out and gone to Florida State. But he's going to Nebraska because he's from Nebraska. And I – I think there was this fear, like, if they didn't get Frost and they fired Mike Riley, who were they going to get at that time? You know, what, who were the candidates out there that they would have tried to bring into Lincoln? And I, I, I think the continual cycle of coaching changes here, mm-hmm. um, it's not healthy. I mean, you look at the division of what you're going against. Paul Chris, Kirk Ferentz. I mean, these guys are going to be at their stops. P.J. Fleck just got a new contract today. I mean, you're, you're going against stability and continuity and blowing it up every four years in this division. Um, because these teams are the masters of executing four yard plays <laughs> and it wins against Nebraska and Nebraska has got to figure out a way to build a consistent product and changing coaches every four or five years is not how you do it.
1: So how do you suggest there, the change of direction happens because if they one, they feel like they have the players and the players just aren't executing and they don't want to make a change, right? We don't want to roll.
2: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.